Hey. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Man, I'm just, I, I just need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute. Yeah. You had a moment with them little chitlins today? Oh, little chitlins. my God. These kids. Um, I mean, we're coming up on a year of there being very, very few outlets, um, very few opportunities to drop the kids off and have a little time mm -hmm. to yourself. And um, they are tap dancing on my last nerve. This is um this is a year for all parents. I wish I could have all parents right now, but I have one with two children uh -huh. that I can ask these questions to. Yeah. Because on Facebook, I feel like parenting on Facebook is just like relationships. Right. You know, when everybody's like they're posting relationship pictures and yes. this is my love and we are so exactly. happy together and all this stuff, but in real life, like they're two nappy headed ass people who hate each other. <laughs> I think that's the same thing with parenting, especially during this pandemic. You don't love your kids that damn much. You can't. Listen, I feel the same way. Sometimes I see these posts and people are like, my heart beats, my reasons for being. And I'm like, really? Because yeah. my kids suck. Like, <laughs> I know it sounds terrible. And let me say, I am 100% dedicated to the well-being of my children. I'm giving them every opportunity to succeed in life. But they suck. Parenting sucks. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of the tantrums and the wet beds and the food caked all in the couch, and the Cheerios under the, che the uh, car seats, and it's exhausting, and they suck. They're not very pleasant. So, if you had a 40-year-old friend, 41, 42, who knows how old this person is, right? <laughs> and let's say they ask you about having kids, would you recommend it? No, I'm gonna be no. honest. No, I would See? not recommend, do not recommend, one star. See, this is my whole point with people. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell everybody out there, all parents out there who have friends. They're really not your friends. Uh -huh. If they tell or people who don't have kids and their and their friends are parents, yeah, and they're telling you should have a kid, they're lying to you. They want you to be as miserable as they are <laughs> Misery loves because company. there's not that much joy in that. There's not much joy. Look, there's not that much joy in people. I hate to be. I hate to be rude, people, right. but you're not that. You're not that joyful to be people around. People just okay? suck in general, and little people really suck. And little people really suck because they have no rationale. Yeah, so my three-year-old, you know, two, two wasn't so bad, but three has been miserable. And I did have a friend years ago that said the same thing. Two wasn't really bad for a daughter, but she called three to fuck you threes because she mm -hmm. was just like, at three, they are completely unrational and, irre and like irrational and unreasonable. And they want what they want, even though it ha it makes no sense at all what they are asking for. And if they can't have right. it, there is total and complete chaos meltdown. And she was like, that's what she dealt with in three. And that's exactly what my daughter is like right now. I feel like uh, I've heard the exact same thing from people. Mm -hmm. I've always heard that. I've heard always heard terrible twos aren't that bad, but the horrible threes. Mm -hmm. That's what they call them. Terrible twos and horrible threes. And they were like, then four gets a little better, depending on the person. I can see that because that's why I was fooled so. into having a second one once my the older one got to be four because things had settled down. Well, well no, you played yourself. <laughs> you played yourself. Now, let me, let me tell you something about Yanni. Yanni likes to hit everybody. I was home free. Now, you were you were totally home free. Yanni likes to hit everybody with surprises. Yanni's sitting there at Thanksgiving and we're just like sitting there carving the turkey, and she's like, "You ain't noticed anything?" And I'm thinking in my head like, 
Well, Yanni got a little bit fatter, but oh, I don't want to sit there. Wow. I don't say that. Wow. I was like, really? I, was like I don't want to say that out loud to her. Thank and then I was like, what, you're pregnant? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God. I thought you were just a fat ass. <laughs> That's so great. But I remember how much trouble the first one was at his he terrible was. twos. He, he kicked me in the balls at a funeral. Uh, he did, and I almost killed him. Yep. Yeah, and so did I. Yep. It's, it's one of them things when you like really gripping up a kid tight, but you laughing with everybody else. Like, oh, no, no, we just, I got him, I got him. Yeah. He said yeah. they turn to red like he can't breathe. That yeah. was about so, to be the end of his life that night. And you chose to have another one. I you know, because when he got the four, see, we got the four. We got into this great pre-K, Primrose pre-K. Shout out to y'all. It was a great pre-K. He was in there reading and writing and singing songs and reciting poems. And, like, we turned the corner. And I was like, okay, this is good. And I was like, it, it would be nice for you to have a sibling. You know, we don't live close to family. And so, you know, I don't want you growing up in a house alone, just me and him and everything. So... This person I'm talking to right here is a scientist. A scientist. She researches data all the time. I didn't use my you didn't check the method. file. Yeah. On your own that. people. Here we go. So now I have a three. Three and a half. She's three and a half. So I am hoping that mm -hmm. after like mid this year, as we're rounding the corner, maybe into the fourth quarter of 2021, hopefully rounding the corner out of COVID, hopefully, fingers crossed, hopefully we will also... Be rounding the corner out of these fuck you threes because I have had enough. <laughs> what about the people? This is another one I always get. I got it from mom. I get it from my cousin. I get it from my brother. I get it from ex-girlfriends who got pissed that I wouldn't have a kid. Um, they always say, you'll feel different when it's your own. I mean, I love my kids. And like I said before, I am committed to them. So it's not like there's no question about my commitment. I don't, just in case anyone's wondering, I don't beat my kids. We, we don't do corporal punishment in this house. <laughs> oh, you're looking at me. And it takes everything in me sometimes because I'm just like, yo, just let's rein this in. Like you're acting like wild animals. I mean, they're like two feral animals in here, but I don't, I don't beat my kids. I don't believe in corporal punishment. But, um, I, the only thing I feel different about is that I, I'm dedicated to them in a way that I probably wouldn't be if they weren't mine. I mean, I said I wouldn't be. Like, if there was a kid here who had no place else to go, I wouldn't, like, put him out on the street or drop him off at the fire station. <laughs> Even if they were she, acting out, she, I would make sure they were in a safe environment. But I do have a different level of, like, dedication to them because they're mine. That's not to I say that, little... <laughs> that I would encourage you to go down this road. If you are, you know, wavering on whether or not you want to have kids, I would say don't have them. No, you I don't have no damn kids. I don't dare, man. I, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a middle-aged black man who has dodged the bullet of having kids and being married. I'm chilling, yeah, okay. I'm looking at y'all like y'all crazy. I work with kids all day, every day. Right. I like them. Mm -hmm. They're cool. You're good. You know You're what I mean? Fantastic with kids. I am fair, and people who know me are like, man, you would, you would be so good if you uh, with a kid. Like you should have a kid, or whatever. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't, because after about seven, eight hours. I want those little bastards as far away from me as possible. And I am not lying. I'm like, I love you, but hey, we had a contract here, man. I work from 8.30 to 2.30, and you go home right. to the real person who takes care of you. I'm just a hired help, man. I get it. You know? I get it. <laughs> Exit stage left, you know, and you guys can't. And that's why I've seen 
people whose kids are lovely, lovely at school. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, this little angel, what a perfect little human being you are. And as soon as their parent comes in, it's like a switch hits. Yes. And they talk to their parent differently. I'm like, you're not that sweet. You were lying, you little shit. Right. You know, like, I, like. It's different. I mean, I've heard that from time. teachers before. It's just like, and I've gotten feedback on both of my kids from their teachers about how amazing they are. Last year, my oldest son got a, the Helping Hands Award. That was his year-end award from his teacher. And she uh -huh. talked about, like, how helpful he is in class. He's such a good example. He always makes sure, like, his classmates clean up behind themselves. I'm like, clean up behind? Have you seen Frighten. under my child's bed? Like, He's not even Frightened. supposed to eat in his room, and there is a pantry full of snack wrappers under the bed. I'm like, the he's devil is a liar. helping hands in class? What? I mean, the devil is a liar. I'm like, who is this child? Yeah, it, it is bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. I mean, I'm glad. No. I am glad that, like, when he's out in public and with other people, he, like, uses the home training that I am trying to, like, beat into his little brain. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't stick at home. Like, it's, like, does not penetrate at all at home. You, but at least you, you it works perfect, outside. You got to perfect the method that um, our mother perfected at a very young age. <laughs> oh, God. What this is going to gonna sound really bad, Mom. I don't mean any offense, by it, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Mom treated other people's kids way better. She did. Than we got treated, okay? <laughs> she did. And for that, she gets unconditional dying love until she is in the grade. Uh -huh. Because like teachers, when a kid comes into your classroom, they're trying to earn your respect. Right. They want you to be like, yo, I'm your favorite, and you can be like, no, actually, she is. Right. And I'm good at showing. Oh, I'm good at showing favoritism to my favorites. I'm like, oh, no, you can do whatever you want. Mr. Moore, I did the same thing. Shut up. Get back in the corner. You do whatever you want. Man, I am so bad at playing favorites. And I realized one day, I said, I get that for my mother. Be better to the other kid who's already going to be good. Right. Because that makes the bad kid like, well, what I got to do, man? Like, I like piano. Oh, you like piano? Did I show him? Okay, I just got to play piano and be quiet. And Mr. Moore will show me attention, too. Got to play the other kids against them. Oh. Trick the system. I need to rework, rework this whole parenting thing because I'm failing. The devil is a liar. <laughs> the devil is a liar. You can love your kid more than anything in the world. But show that other kid just a little bit extra attention. Right. Like, oh, you want some, you want some, uh, you want a uh, water ice, some ice cream, man? Cool. Oh, don't, here you go. You need an extra 50 cents. Well, mom, I just asked for it. You didn't clean up earlier. You ain't telling me to clean up. Well, clean up the bike right there. <laughs> just, just put it on them real quick. You know what I mean? Make them earn that love. I just want my mother to love me. <laughs> and then just certain times, he'll never expect it, but certain times just shower him with love. He'd be like, what was that? Be like, because you're so beautiful. Next time when somebody else around, right. get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> You need to write a parenting book. We'll see. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try it out. I'll let you know if it works. They said I'm good with kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that in relationships too. Uh, uh, and you are what? <laughs> Single. <laughs> On that note. On that note. Have a drink out here. Let me have a drink. Jolene. 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 Just because you can Your beauty is beyond compare With flaming locks of auburn hair With ivory skin and eyes of emerald green Your 
smile is like a breath of spring. Your voice is soft like summer rain. And All right, I, I needed that drink. Yes. So good. I feel better now. <laughs> feel better? You got it off your chest? I'm Kids in the other room packing their bags. Like, I guess mama don't want us no more. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll go get them some ice cream later. We'll be fine. So. <laughs> okay. Hey, that'll probably work for me, too. Oh, my God. Anyway, but we, we came together today to reflect on this inauguration that just took place. This beautiful inauguration that took place like a week ago. Actually, less than a week ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I literally um, sat and watched 15 hours of television, almost straight, except for like pick up and drop off at daycare. Um, and then I was listening on NPR. But um, yeah, I watched from Donald Trump's ridiculous farewell speech. That was um, bad. That was full of lies. Um, all the way to about 11 o'clock when they were just reflecting on what happened during the inauguration. So it was a beautiful day. It was, it was a beautiful day. It, it was It was nice. I... Uh... It feels very good to not have that guy as president anymore. Every time I hear President Biden and Vice President Harris, I, I just get a smile on my face. It warms my heart. Yeah. No, it's, it's very nice. I am very happy for the two new people, and I think they'll do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> like one of these like really like I'm going to be neutral type like no you know what it is because this is what they've done and I appreciate it they've made politics boring for me yeah. I was so <laughs> sick of watching the news because I was so worried about what this guy was going to do next right and so now that we got you know a couple of Harris isn't boring but Joe Biden is just like old and boring Joe Biden is not like my number one pick he's old and boring and I love it yeah, it. he <laughs> he is old, and, and I guess the perception is that he's boring, but he has actually come out in these last couple of days like a hard hitter. Like, something that <laughs> really endeared me to him was when he was swearing in a number of um, appointments, and uh-huh. he was basically like, We're, we don't tolerate mistreatment and disrespect. Like, if I see it, if I hear about it, you're fired on the spot. I think it is good. I think because a lot of people from the Trump administration need to be fired who are mm-hmm. in there. And then a lot of people, uh, even on the liberal side, need to understand it's like, yo, we're not playing revenge politics here. Right. We're getting things back to normal and in order. So, yes. you know, Smoke and Joe going to come in there. He going to, you know, knock a couple heads. He going to do his thing. I think Joe, I think Joe, I keep getting ready to say button. That's a rapper. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, mm-hmm. Joe Biden. I think is very well capable of the job. People keep see see. I think they painted this narrative of him being sleepy Joe for so long that people actually think like he's a old man who's gonna just pass out one day. The, right. bro, the brother's in good health, man. He can handle the yeah. job. He knows the job. You know what I mean? He'll be all right. He's a one-term no, president, I'm, but he'll be all right. Yeah. No, I'm completely. I'm. I feel positive about what he's able to do. Mm-hmm. I am concerned that um, GOP right now has been infiltrated by a bunch of crazy people, a bunch of like conspiracy theorists, a bunch of people who their beliefs are not grounded at all in facts. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of radicals amongst them. I think there are people who are seeking control, even if it means undermining democracy. Um, Josh Hawley. Um, And (laughs) so I am, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned that that, part of government will undermine all of it 
like, I, I mean, after that insurrection at the Capitol, what became very clear to me, even in the response of the Republicans right now, the way they're kind of backpedaling on, mm-hmm. like, the impeachment and stuff like that, is that they seek power and control over democracy. Democracy is, is secondary, regardless of what they say. They, they yell about people disrespecting the flag and the Constitution and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Democracy to the Republican Party right now is absolutely secondary, maybe even tertiary to power and control. What was that last word? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I got a message. You just hit you just hit, you just hit a whole nother level of level of vocabulary for me there for a second. Tertiary? Ter- what? Tertiary. So tertiary? Even, yes, I'm just saying like it might it might even be below secondary. It might be one level lower in the priority than secondary. It might be tertiary. It might it? be more of an exploratory objective, meaning like there is not even really anything that's at the forefront of their minds right now it's exploratory like yeah we might look back at democracy once we're in control and i mean it's is to this me it's, mm-hmm. is, is this um what you do to guys when it's time to break up with them you just use like real big <laughs> words so they'd be like huh well but i thought it was me, i thought it no, was working out you, well <laughs> let, let me tell you what has happened so see what has happened is we're just there's so much to talk about with regards to what happened in the last week. Have you seen Dr. Fauci in the last couple of days? He's it's glowing. Like He's he glowing. is glowing and the science has come back out. So I'm talking to you right now and my brain is thinking about science. So like I, I keep throwing in these scientific terms. Not to derail the conversation or to be funny or anything, but like I right. think scientifically and I think because I about science and research so much and i've been like watching dr fauci and just trying to really get caught up on like what the science and the data actually are coming from that level of like government the nih that yeah sorry my brain just went that was the (laughs) difference between a master's and a phd right there it just it just she said it and my face went blank and i was like i'm trying to act like i know what she's talking about now but i don't know what church Okay, let me be serious. <laughs> okay, bringing it back. What were we even talking about? We were talking about the inauguration. I am confident in Joe Biden's abilities. I am concerned about the divisiveness of the Republican Party. Yes, yes. I think yes. that they might undermine this country. I am actually seriously concerned that yes. democracy may end in this country within the next 10 to 20 years. It could happen. I mean... I, I don't I don't know what's going on with this country. I don't know why. I'm still trying to figure out why white folks are so mad and like crying on TV about Trump. Like, I need I really need one of them to explain it to me. I see people on TV, yeah. mm-hmm. even like hosts who are against this behavior, they be like, but we do understand like why people are so mad because they haven't. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't. Get I don't. It. I don't get that. I don't. I don't understand that. And they always like to refer to people who've like lost their jobs. People are hurting economically and, you know, no one's listening to them. I'm like, do you think these Republicans are the only ones who have lost their jobs? Because there's plenty of other people across the country who are suffering right now because of an economic downturn. Not to mention a couple of these people who just stormed the Capitol are rich. One in particular (laughs) took a chartered plane, took a chartered (laughs) plane to Washington, D.C., to participate in an insurrection. Right. Don't tell me that these people are hurting. I understand why they're angry. Like, it And why means, they voted for Trump twice. I'm like, he didn't, he didn't make things better for them. On top of it, like, I'm like, economic downturns, 
they affect people of color more than anyone else. So I don't want to see these like angry white people talking about no one's listening to us and we're hurting. Economic down, anything that goes wrong in this country affects brown people the worst because economically we have less resources, we have less stability, health-wise we have less access, we're treated differently when we seek help. So anything, whether it be economics, health, whatever, it always affects brown people worse. So don't but sit see, here and tell me this is typical. that you guys are hurting and no one's listening. This is typical though. This is very typical, you know? Black people have been pretty much broke since slavery when we got since some money 16, they t- 19, you know mm-hmm. what i mean so when we got some money they took when we had our own little town they took it away you know what i mean so they have not cared about everybody out their neighbors pockets until it affected their own kind and i was right. like well we got to listen to these people and understand where they're it's about neo-nazis and stuff well i'm right. not talking about those people but you talking about people who side with neo-nazis right well yes you are you know what i mean like that's what we're talking like i i have i have no sympathy and no. this is not a new story in America. You know what I mean? Like, it's what they always say, stop blaming other people for your problems. Well, nigga, you too. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop blaming other people for your problems. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the hell are we talking about here? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I say all that to say I, I'm optimistic about what President <laughs> Biden can achieve. Yeah. You know, I am so excited to see Kamala Harris in the yes. VP role for all of the obvious reasons. Um, but I do fear that there is a Sith Lord brewing amongst the GOP. Oh, the Sith Lord is there. It's there always is a two. Sith Lord it's the rule of two. It's the rule <laughs> of two. Okay? It's always McConnell and somebody else. McConnell's so, still there. Okay. Yeah, he's still there and still vying for power. But there's uh, a Sith Lord brewing and we yeah. we need to be we need to be aware. That was as serious as I can be this day. <laughs> when I reference the Sith Lord? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the rule of two. The rule of two. Mitch McConnell, who is this? Is it going to be Josh Allen? I don't know. We'll see you on the next episode. A natural man wearing a white Stetson hat. On hand that got me. There's no one to fire upon If he's holding it high, he's telling a lie I heard it was you Alright, we've been all over the place <laughs> Yes <laughs> But, yes. let's let's uh, wrap this up by, you know, let's just talk about what was your favorite moment from Inauguration Day Because I, like I said, I watched this for 15 hours I thought it was so much, it was amazing um, mm-hmm. So, what, what was... Where were some of your favorite moments? Uh, some I did. I, I kept it on all day. Uh, it was really a celebration of like, okay, this four years, this last year and the last the prior three years are over. Yeah. You know, and so that was really good. Um, starting off, I, I always love watching just the, the top people walk out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, seeing Eugene, I forget his last name, uh, the uh, oh, DC yeah, Capitol yeah. Police, uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. with his new position and standing in front of um, Kamala Harris, the vice president. Um, that was cool. That was really cool, man. That that I really, I was like the brother, like he was in the Marines. He, who would have thought that his life was gonna change that much in a matter of right. like a week? You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, from a moment that could have like he could have died in that moment. Yeah. Oh, easily. And he could have um, easily died in that moment. Yeah. That that come up was quick and deserved. Right. It was definitely quick and deserved. And another one of my favorite moments. I'm being dead serious. 
uh-huh. is Mike Pence. When he came out and he manned up and like was like, okay, he was a part of it. But that's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about King Petty here, man. When uh-huh. everybody was shaking their hands and they caught him in the camera by himself. Just looking around <laughs> by himself. Nobody wanted to talk to him. He had to stand by himself that whole time. That's what you get for backing Trump up like that for four oh, years, you God. jackass. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, King Petty. I know it was a love fest, but I had to get that out real quick. Oh, um, God. I, it, that took a lot for like him, I think, to show up and sit there and just... I, get props I mean, I don't like him at all, and I have very little I don't like respect him for him. But I give him, I give I give him props. a tip of the hat for showing up. Tip of the hat, wave of the it. finger. And... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, Amanda. Mm. Amanda Gorman. Gorman. Let me just say, this young lady, I am so impressed. I was impressed to see her there, and her her poem, and I've listened to it like a, about twenty times since then. But I was just impressed with her as a person too. If anyone hasn't looked her up, she um, competed in this uh, spoken word competition uh, called the Moth a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and um. So she did this piece then, and it was also, like, brilliant. But she said, she had said actually right after inauguration during an interview that she had a speech impediment that only in the last couple of years she's been able to overcome. And you can hear it very clearly in this performance that she did on the mall. Mm -hmm. I was amazed at how she was able to overcome that in just the last couple of years. She could not say the letter R until, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. I would have never known that listening to her standing on that world stage. You know, the artist in me uh-huh. was like, this is amazing. This, this girl is untouchable. The rapper in me uh-huh. was like, she got boss. <laughs> could, could I beat her? Maybe. <laughs> a little competition in your mind. Like, could, could I beat her? Beat her. No, no, that was a hotline. That was a hotline. I might have said it like this, but you know, it was good. You do you. You do you. It was good. All love. All love. <laughs> no, she was nothing short of amazing. I do have a poet friend who was like, I mean, it was good. I was like, no, man, it was it was good, Justin. I was like, it was oh, really God. good. And he was like, I mean, I mean, it was, I mean, it was good. I was like, Justin, that thing was all that. I mean, but could you add a better one? I was like, I don't know. I was like, but what she did was amazing. And he was, it was like, I guess, it was amazing. Then he was like, I, I guess it was. I was like, Big Rose, you know you can't mess with that chick, man. She was bad, man. I tell you, that was like watching a young Maya Angelou. It was really impressive. I I, I was in my living one. room and I, I stood up and gave her a standing ovation. It like I felt yeah. like I was there. Like I stood up for her after she finished. I, was I like, just gave her the black power fist. Wow. <laughs> she was amazing. She was actually yeah. absolutely Ab- amazing. absolutely amazing. I love watching Kamala Harris get sworn in. That was a proud moment, I think, for all of us. You know. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, yeah. I mean, as a black woman, yeah. um, as an HBCU graduate, of which mm-hmm. I am as well, yeah. as a member of the Divine Nine, the historically black Greek letter organizations, of which yeah. I am a member as well. A different yes. one. She's an AKA. I'm a Delta. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I just felt like we had so much uh, shared experiences in that respect. And mm-hmm. uh, it was just nice to see. Look at your face. <laughs> it felt like. Because my answer is not going to compare to this. <laughs> what I was just saying, it just, it felt like one of our own, someone from our like community, like yeah. was there on stage. And it was, it was amazing to watch. Right. And, and as a black man. <laughs> Are you part of the community too? Who has dated? Who has dated his fair share of white women? <laughs> I was like, word, word. Oh 
No, nah, she she was she was great. She it was great. Was I felt incredible. I got this. I got almost, and I only say almost because Barack Obama was the first one. And the top Barack Obama swag is almost impossible for any uh -huh. human being living on planet Earth. It's not a gender right. thing. He's just got that kind of swag, you yes. know. But I did have almost that same feeling. It was yes, and I can understand why you would have the exact same or even bigger feeling for it. I do understand that. You know what I mean? And I think I felt, I felt even stronger or more passionate this time. Um, maybe a little bit because she was a woman. But also because the last four years have been so divisive. Like mm -hmm. when Obama came into office, like we had a rough couple of years with um, Bush, but it wasn't so much. I mean, there were social issues then too, but it, we didn't have the civil unrest that was going on that we have had in the last couple of years. And a president who, in very many respects, like really were was seeking to take us back socially. Yeah. And so I feel like we were in such... Uh, a potential downturn in social progress that to see them actually be able to like surmount that to see like Biden and Harris be able to win in the midst of that. And then for her to be like a black woman on top of all of that, I yeah. think that's what made the emotion so much more intense for me to see her there. So no, that makes sense. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. And then, I mean, uh, to see Michelle Obama mm -hmm. show up the way she did I was just like when when I saw Barack Obama and Michelle Obama like step out of their vehicle yeah. and like round the corner and I got that full view of them yeah. in the camera. I think I stood up then too. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it felt look good. It these they didn't even look like they were at the same event as everybody. Like it it felt royal almost. They yeah. looked so amazing, especially to see the way <laughs> Michelle Obama looked then compared to the way she looked yeah. at Trump's inauguration. Yeah. She had the like, I don't give a fuck look at the Trump um, inauguration. This time, she was just like, oh, yeah, I came to slay. No, and she did. And she deserved it. And, you know, it was it was that was one of my favorite parts, too, was just watching the vindication of all of them who had right. to deal with his mouth over these past mm -hmm. four years. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's out ding dong. The witch is dead. You know, and yep. everybody being there. One of my other favorite moments, I love watching Biden get sworn in. It was not much different from any other president, but it was good to have that feeling again, you mm -hmm. know, of like a normal person's in office. But when he was walking up and he was about to pass Barack Obama and they gave each other the brother bear hug, I was like, yes. yeah, yes. yeah, we back in the house. Genu genuine friendship there. It was yeah. nice to see. Yeah, I'm sure that o Obama was really, really happy to see his friend finally, yeah. like, Finally get that position. spot. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so I thought it was really cool. I thought it was, it really was cool. amazing. Bernie Sanders, of course, I loved it. Um, <laughs> the Bernies. Bernie that thing Sanders, is everywhere. I mean, that has been the gift that keeps on giving. I thought that it was hilarious, and it's funny because he looked grumpy. He looked angry and grumpy, but it's funny. I saw him interviewed like the next day, and he talked about how happy he was to the point where he was like almost in tears. He was so happy for that day to come and so happy to see Biden sworn in and so happy to know that like we have like this new administration coming in. He was like, I was happy to the point of tears. And it's funny because that's not your impression when you see him. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, he was like, we don't agree on everything. But he was like, yeah, together we're going to be able to get some things done. And I'm yeah. so happy to see him there. So I thought it did a good job. Yep. I thought it, was it, was, cool. it, it was awesome. It was a great day. Um, even all the virtual concerts and parades mm -hmm. and everything, they, they did an amazing job. And I, I felt so. good. 
I like I said, so. I, I am a little concerned about uh, Revenge of the Sith, but nope. <laughs> we'll... Uh... This is, this, we'll, this, that, that movie just ended, though. And, you know, this was the ending. This is a new hope is here. So I, I hope. The concerns are there. They'll be there. Yeah. You know they're going to act a fool, you yeah. know. But you know how you are, Annie Oakley. So? You got your gun. <laughs> you got your gun. I do, because I don't know what their next move is at this point. So, yeah. You got your gun, so I'm going to go tertiary somewhere. Call it day. <laughs> you heard it here first. Democracy <laughs> is tertiary to the GOP. <laughs> Not even secondary. It's tertiary. It's third. It's third on the list of priorities to the third. GOP. Figure out that word and over get back to me with your control. high school education. And then Figure out that word. Is right. power is control. <laughs> is democracy, tertiary. Might even be exploratory. Might not even be tertiary. Might be exploratory. Anyway, y'all look that up. Look that up. <laughs>